Hello, Elsinore. This is On the Air with Andrea Ramirez, and today I'm here with Jocelyn Leon. So, Jocelyn, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, I'm currently a senior. I've been attending Elsinore High School for four years. I've been in tennis for four, um, concert band for four years. Um, I've been in marching band for three, and then I've been in choir for this past one year. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, it's a lot. I know. I know that's a lot. And how do you balance that with all of like your academic life and then school life and then what your work life too? Yeah, I'm working at Starbucks right now. Um, it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly a lot. Um, I mean, it's not so much now because I I don't have tennis anymore because season passed. Mm -hmm. But definitely, like when I was in season, it was like school and then after school activities and then I'd be up to like 3 a.m doing homework and then have to get up all over again so and then you had football oh my god how'd you do it wait was tennis like intertwined with football or no like since you were like the tennis games Mm -hmm. um sometimes they were so like before a football game if I had to conduct I would literally try and finish my matches as soon as possible and after I was done with the matches I'd head right back and get into my uniform and start warming the band up. And that was, I remember one day I had um, a game and I had a singles match that was going on for forever. And then I finally like finished and I like grabbed my stuff as fast as I could, said thank you, and then ran out <laughs> because I was already like five minutes late. Oh. So I was getting in my uniform really fast to warm everybody up because that was. That did was, you win though? Yeah, I did. I won two out of three matches that day. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Their their first singles was cracked, though. I can't even say that I was competition for them. Oh, <laughs> damn. That's. They had, I played, the last game I played was against this French girl. She was really good. French? Yeah. She, I was like. Trying From to, what school? Uh, Paloma. Oh. Yeah. Makes a little bit. Not that much sense, but I get it. I guess she was like one of those, like. Transfers? Yeah, one of those like international ones where they mm-hmm. like give up a child for a year <laughs> and then like take it back afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, one of those programs. Yeah. I don't know why, but I've always wanted to do that when I was a kid. Do we do that here? I think a girl transferred. It was like, was I don't her know. Name? I don't remember. I remember her name because she was in my AP Lit class for a while. I don't remember, but I know we have mm-hmm. that here too. Oh, that's cool. Where people transfer. We should get more transfer students. They're fun. I think they're cool because they, they're still learning like the different cultures and like yeah i remember i was talking to one of the girls and she's like oh yeah i've never been to a football game or like i've never had a school dance before i'm like are you what do you do what do you do in australia australia yeah she was from australia or like sydney australia or somewhere oh sydney isn't sydney australia yeah sydney yeah sydney's in australia yeah oh i didn't know we even did her name was rory Rory. we had to say in a certain way but i couldn't pronounce it because i can't say my r's rory Yeah, it was like that. Oh, I can't. like rar? It's like roar. It's like, like rari. Rari. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know, but she was really nice, and I really liked her. She was cool. Very cool. Yeah. So what do you do after school? Like, you're done with band. You're done with academics. Do you did dancing as well? Um. So sometimes it would be on the weekdays, but for the most part, practices were on Sundays. I would go home and, like, practice like the dance on my own just because mm-hmm. sometimes we did have weekday performances like I remember I think it was last October that we had a performance on a Wednesday we had to be at in LA by uh 10, 12 a.m 
Oh. And she gave us like a one day notice. Oh. So yeah, that was a very stressful day. I remember because I thought it was like the next 12 Mm a.m. But it was like the 12 a.m. coming up. So I took a ride with my friends all the way 12 a.m. And we performed on like some Mexican TV show. We were originally supposed to like perform with Angela Aguilar, Mm -hmm. but her plane like didn't work. And so it was like the next day that she ended up performing. So yeah, sometimes it's during the weekdays just depends like who's hiring. Like recently they had a, I didn't go because of school, but they had a performance with Los Tigres del Norte. Bruh, no way you. I didn't. I didn't because I had school and I had work and I couldn't call out and it was a super last minute performance. You, you, you're crushing my dreams right now, girl. Dude, we crushed my dreams. I was so sad about it. Like, she was just like, oh yeah, we have a performance tomorrow. Does anybody want to like do this? Because we have dances prepared, Uh but like they call last minute. So yeah, I had to miss it because I couldn't find anyone to cover Uh and I had school. I'd cry. I I did start sobbing. I think I teared up, but I don't think it was that emotional for me. Uh But yeah, it. It takes up some time because it takes a while to kind of go through all the dances, depending on how long they are. Like one's like 10 minutes straight, eight to 10 minutes straight. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So going from your freshman year, how much do you feel like you started a lot like off with like a lot of like academic things, a lot of sports? Do you feel like you had a lot to handle? Uh, Yeah, I think I did. I because my freshman year, I took, like, all the advanced classes I could. And then on top of that, I joined tennis. And mm-hmm. then after tennis, I still had, like, band. And then it was, it was like, a lot. I think I tried doing clubs. So, like, literally, I didn't have, like, a day free throughout the week. Every mm-hmm. day during lunch, I had a club meeting. Like, I had the Model United Nations Club. I had the ASL Club. I had the Interact Club. I had the Earth Club. Mm-hmm. And, like, ASL met twice a week. So... You were busy, busy. Yeah, I think I I overdid it. I thought I was going to be able to handle it all. But I think COVID made me realize that it's a lot to handle. And that's why, like, I kind of cut back on the clubs. Did you, like, burn out? Yeah, I think I definitely did burn out. I think I there was so much on my plate. And then the expectation of, like, for my parents of doing all these advanced classes and everything. Mm-hmm, like, first generation, like. Yeah, all. it was. It, I think. My parents have always wanted the best for me. So, mm-hmm. like, they just want me to go to a college and they were like, you need to do this, this, and this. And that's like the only way you'll succeed. And I think by doing, you know, all those things, I ended up burning myself out and ended up like doing none of I did all of them, but I didn't do them as well as I could have had I like cut back on the ones I yeah. didn't need. I get so, it. So, yeah, a lot of first generation students, I think, experience that. And I think it's something that we don't bring up as often. So, like you like you also have like younger siblings too like I know like parents like our parents work mainly both parents usually work in like first generation households usually stuck babysitting feeding like helping them with their own homework like did you even have like time like at all for yourself did you feel like you were kind of alone or um I think I I did feel like that for a while just because I didn't like speak up and say anything so I just kind of like the blow of you know having all these responsibilities of you know helping take care of my sister and then on top of that like cleaning or you know just overall doing like chores in the house that needed to be done and then on top of that doing all my extracurriculars and homework but I think it took me a while to find like a balance 
mm-hmm. between everything. And, you know, as my sister got older, because now she's in high school. Mm-hmm. So as my sister got older, she kind of started figuring out how to do stuff for herself. So I think that definitely lightened the workload. Yeah. And mainly my question was like, how did you like find a way to balance it out? Like, did you have a support system with your family or did you have friends that like on the way were like you got it like encouraging or did you find like meditation skills or did you find like someone that you could feel like comfortable talking to? Um, I didn't up until like the end of my sophomore year. I think I finally told my parents like how I was feeling and they um, took me to a counselor so that I could kind of figure everything out and figure out, okay, what do I need to like cut out of my life so that I can focus on the important things and find a balance. So I think not until I actually spoke to my parents and had like a genuine conversation with them Mm -hmm. was when I found like their support. Yeah. But yeah, I had a few friends at the time that were kind of supportive, but I think we just fell out because of other reasons and Mm -hmm. then their support system wasn't like entirely there. Yeah. So like talking, it really helped, right? Yeah, I think speaking up and talking about what I was going through, even though it was kind of like embarrassing, like, oh my gosh, like these are mm-hmm. like minor struggles as to what they other, go through. Yeah, as to what like my parents go through or like other students are going through. I think it was that like embarrassment of, oh my gosh, I can't handle these things, but people have it worse than me and are handling it yeah. just fine. It's like, I don't know, like first generation students, like our parents go through all of this. They talk, I went through like seven rivers to get here. I battled <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Depression isn't true. You, That's not a thing. You're too young for it. And like it gets to your head, right? Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of, you know, um, like stigmas and stereotypes because my dad grew up in Mexico. So his like daily thing was wake up super early, go work on the farm after that school. And then on top of that, have like another job so that he could help support because, you know, my grandpa wasn't working. Yeah, that's the only way you survive. He wasn't supporting my grandma. So it was like my dad had to be that person. So Mm -hmm. I just think. And then on top of that, my parents are also, they're just very Hispanic. So typically Hispanics, very First religious, gen- very, very religious, studious, and- very just you need to be on it every time, no matter what. You can't get caught lacking or you're exactly. just going to get the heat. Because, I mean, I brought it up to my parents that I was feeling like a little down, like like depressed in a sense because of all the stuff yeah. that was going on. And they were just like, well, just pray about it. And, and it's not that like, yeah, I don't personally find religious religion helpful. It's just that I think I needed a little bit more support than, you know, mm-hmm. just like a prayer book or like praying the rosary. Yeah. I think I needed something more. And that like ideology that they had of, oh, well, you know, God will pr- help. God, God will, will God will provide, pursue. you know, it was not what I needed at that moment. And I think people need to speak up about that a little more because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people just need, need someone to talk to. You need genuine help. You need genuine people to talk to. It's not just like praying will make it go no <laughs> yeah that's what I went through with my mom at one point where I know her she did the same thing she grew up on a ranch she had to choose she chose education because she knew that was the only way to get out of like working on a farm coming to America at a young age taking care of all of her siblings and still like for her I'm pretty sure that was a hard experience because she had like four younger siblings yeah and then living through all of that and her her escape was religion because that's what she knew she couldn't really talk to her younger siblings because younger siblings would stress out about it Mm -hmm. so she chose faith and for me I like I like to talk about how I feel just because that's the only way to get it out exactly because and like I always tell her like like religion I I believe you know Mm -hmm. but at the same time like 
that's your coping mechanism. I, we all have our own indifferences. So that was a hard part of getting like through with Hispanic parents, especially. Yeah. Cause I was, I talked to my mom and my grandma about it one day. We were just like having conversation of like what I had gone through with this burnout and everything. And my grandma was like, well, when, cause she just, she went through a lot when she was younger and she's like, well, what I did to get through it was praying. And that's what gives like my parents and my grandparents and you know, generations prior Mm -hmm. comfort. That is what has comforted them. That is what has gotten through like all these hardships. But for me, I think I needed something a little more than just, you know, praying because that wasn't working for me. I needed, I needed like genuine people to talk to and, you know, kind of help me figure out my problems. And like what that helps speaking out, finally letting your parents understand that like my struggles won't compare to yours, but just know that they're still there. Is that genuine talk is probably the most stressful one you'll ever yeah. get, especially just growing up with such a household and then finally getting them to click. Like I have struggles, like, please believe in me. Like, yeah, I think it was hard for my parents to come to terms with. Cause they were like, well, look, this person had it like this, but now they're a lawyer. This person had it like this, but now they're a doctor. This person had it like this. And now they're president. <laughs> yeah they grab like the most like they that's their encouragement Mm -hmm. but at the same time it doesn't play off the same way yeah I think that my parents have always tried to do those like comparisons with like my best interest like always like Mm -hmm. look this will this will motivate and I'm like dude that does not make me feel any better right now so I think yeah I think that whole conversation coming up originally was very different then it might be for students of non-first generation backgrounds mm-hmm. or non- and you're the oldest daughter too yeah so, so i think the expectations were a lot higher because i had to like kind of set a platform as to what my sister should be looking to do or like yeah you can never be imperfect 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 I, I, <laughs> this is i can't do this today my i can't with my stuttering i'm over it like imperfections like you like you literally had to be on a pedestal yeah. You had no other option. Like And I think for me it was different as well because I have I'm not the youngest like cousin out of like the first cousin. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Close tight knit family thing. Um, so all my cousins like graduated high school and then they went like straight into the workforce. So like none of them really went to college. So they were so you like, didn't really have someone to talk to. About I didn't it. have someone who would understand kind of like what goals I was trying to achieve and how like advice as to how to get there. So it was a lot different too because I was gonna um, she's the first student to go to college and she's going to be the first one to do, you know, whatever major that blah, blah, blah. She's going to be the successful one. So I think that pressure of like, oh my gosh, if I'm not the successful one, how are, how is my family going to look at me then? How was my relationship with my family going to change? So I think there was that stress as well because, um, when I was younger, my parents wanted me to go to an Ivy league. My family was like, oh, she's going to an Ivy league. And I'm like, I eventually realized throughout high school that that wasn't the path, the right path for me. It just wasn't where I was going to It was what up. your family wanted versus what you yeah, wanted. Yeah. So when I started talking to them about like Cal States and UCs, it was like, oh, okay. And not that Cal States and UCs aren't great. They are. But like, you know, that whole like slight disappointment for them like hurt me so much yeah. that I was like, oh my goodness. I, I didn't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. That's where all that like stress started building up. Like, oh my gosh, if I fail at this my life is over. I'm yeah. a family disappointment. I'm a disgrace. They're going to disown me type of thing. Yeah. So. I know. Like, I don't know, like finding a coping mechanism through all of that, like actually just like finding out what you love and what were some things that like you loved 
personally like it wasn't like put by your family like oh you need to do this you need to do that you need to do that what are some things like you genuinely enjoyed from high school that feel like let go of half that stress um honestly I really think that like overall music has been something in which I've been able to kind of like feel like I can express my emotions through but band actually it sounds weird but band has actually helped me a lot because it's it's a good environment I mean the students in there are you know great they're really supportive as to whatever you want to do um and I think that healthy environment mixed with the fact that music in general was something that helped me like kind of persevere in life Mm -hmm. mixed together really helped helped and I think that was honestly what got me through high school (laughs) that's that's great I really like that I know like people think like bands weird bands like geeky but I always get that I like when I'm like oh yeah I do band they're like oh band (laughs) and and I I get that I get that there's there's weird students in any program but I think that band deserves a lot more credit than it gets because I think it really does help a lot of students you know find their like place like some people have sports some people have like clubs you have band and that generally made you yeah like get out of that dark space where you weren't comfortable with yourself and with your grades and with like the expectations of your family first generation student and you found band in our Mm -hmm. school and you feel like that got you out of everything I'm really happy like I'm glad you're able to have something here at Elsinore that we're able to provide that gives you like that sense of like yeah, I'm really thankful, you know, as well for like the Miss Betts, like the director that they they've given us. I mm-hmm. think that overall she's created like a really great environment, a really great program, and I think the students in there as well really create just like a great environment for people. So, yeah, band has been something helpful for me and other students. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This will be the end of our podcast here with Jocelyn Leon. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You can listen to us on Spotify at Studio 1891 or on YouTube where it will be further be posted. And give a big shout out to our band, especially our, what is it, conductor? No. Drum major? Drum major. She's our (laughs) drum major. She's cool. I used to cheer for her on the sidelines at football games. My nerdy band outfit. (laughs) Hey, it was cute. I liked liked it. it. I think the all white was sleek. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining me today. Bye. Bye.